Hello, welcome to A Disciple's Tidbit, a small seed of information to help grow your faith. My name is Craig, and I want to invite you to sit back and enjoy this mini-episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's A Disciple's Tidbit. So today I want to talk about hell. Yeah, I know, that's a pretty deep topic, right? Pretty jarring topic. And a lot of people will say, well, I don't believe that there is a hell, or I don't believe in a loving God could, could sign people to hell. And that's eternal judgment. I believe that, that God is a little bit better and loving than that. Well, here's the thing. Uh, you're either with God or you're not. Uh, some people like to believe in annihilation, but that's the problem. The problem with that is that Jesus didn't believe that and he didn't teach that. So I'll cover that today. I'll basically what I'm going to do is briefly go over four, ver- four sections of scripture rather in each of the gospels that's what i like to do i like to sit here and pull from each one at least one example to show no this is what jesus taught across the board so we'll go ahead and start with we'll we'll basically go in chronological order of how most modern bibles have the gospels within those bibles and so we'll start with the gospel of matthew so in chapter 10 of this book it says, uh, so have no fear of them. Basically, anybody who maligns you, anybody who's coming up against uh, whatever it is you're propagating. If somebody came up against me and said that I'm going to hell for whatever reason, have no fear of them. Is basically what Jesus is saying here. So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered that not will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known. What I tell you in the dark, say in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not fear those who can kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Okay. So a lot of people will point to the fact that this is teaching annihilation, but it's not. It's actually referring to a physical place where people are destroyed because basically the concept and thought is, is that human beings are made to fellowship with God. If you're not fellowshipping with God, it's very much like we were talking about in the series Eternal Life 101. You're either a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness. With God, it's either black or white, right? So you're either on the side of evil or on the side of good, okay? If you're on the side of good, obviously you'll be with him. If you're on the side of evil, you're not going to be with him. So the thought and concept is, is hell is everything that God is not. Okay, the Bible doesn't necessarily explicitly say that, but it definitely says it's a place of agony. And the thing of it is, is to be with God is to be comforted, to be loved and all this and that. If you're in agony and if you're in torment, obviously you're in a place where everything of God has been removed. The problem is we're made to fellowship with God. So it is a condition that is not a human being is not supposed to be in what so Ever. So this is where I've talked about before where um, Jesus has talked about hell. He talks about quite often as a place where there'll be weeping and gnashing of teeth in or where the fire is not quenched and the worm never dies. So in the Gospel of Mark in chapter 9, starting in verse 42, it says, Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off, for it is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go into hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off, for it is better for you to enter life maimed with two feet 
uh, to be thrown into hell than to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out, for it is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye uh, than with two eyes than to be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how can you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. The concept is, is that even our works are going to be tested with fire. And what is not burned up and remains is how we will be, in essence, how we will be graded and how we will be rewarded. We're not judged in terms of sin because that has been dealt with at the cross as Christians, but we are judged for what we have done for the kingdom of God in the body so god is basically i don't know if it's going to be actual fire but basically elsewhere in the bible it talks about how god will judge our works with fire so even christians will be and likewise non-christians are thrown into hell where there is i don't know if it's euphemistic fire or if it's actual fire so regardless jesus is teaching about hell and it's a place and it's a place of torment and places some it's a place that's not good and you don't want to go to in Luke, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but basically give a summation. In Luke chapter 16, starting in verse 19, all the way down to verse 31, it's talking about Jesus is telling a parable, but I believe highlighting a spiritual truth, that basically there was a, a poor man by the name of Lazarus, and then there was a rich man who did nothing for the kingdom of God and for lived, lived for himself and for unrighteousness. And he is thrown into a place where there is just torment and it says here that the rich man was in Hades being in torment, right? That's simply all it says. So oftentimes the New Testament will refer to the place of holding before actually being placed into the lake of fire as told in the book of Revelation. Jesus often referred to it as Hades where there is torment, right? So basically the rich man is there. Lazarus is taken to the, uh, the bosom of Abraham, so to speak. And he is comforted, whereas the other rich man is not, right? The thought is, is that if you do unrighteousness, you'll be placed into a place ultimately having been judged for the unrighteousness that you ended up doing. And likewise, in the book of John, he expounded upon this even further. In John chapter 5, it says, Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and come out, those who have done good to the righteousness of life and those who have done evil to the right, resurrection of judgment. So it's not necessarily a thing of good or evil here as well. So basically, if we do good, um, it's not going to be judged as favorable unless we have done it within Christ. Right. Because like Ezekiel 18, verse 20 says, within context, we have to take all this within context, is that the soul who sins shall die. And Jesus obviously came to take care of sin and death. So the thought and concept here that I want to illustrate today isn't so much that, you know, to prove the point that Jesus taught about hell. I want to talk about the notion briefly about how a lot of people say it's not right to scare people into heaven. Well, yeah, it is. It totally is because we can't sit here and sugarcoat. We can talk about eternal life and the joys and wonders thereof, but ultimately human beings respond to a this or that proposition. You either do this, you're going to have that, right? You either obey the law or you're going to get a speeding ticket, right? You either drive within the speed limit or you're going to get a speeding ticket. Same concept. You either obey God and receive Jesus Christ and repent of your sins 
or you don't, you live your life for yourself, but then you're going to get the reward you're, you're just due. You're going to be placed in a place where you're apart from God forever. Honestly, that's what Jesus taught. That's what Jesus taught. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And then he did teach about hell. And he did teach about that um, this is not a place you want to go. And so I don't want to sit here and necessarily say that God hates you. He doesn't hate you. He went to the greatest lengths, died a criminal's death, and was resurrected unto life. So therefore, you can have the possibility of eternal life. He doesn't hate you at all. But it is not wrong to tell people the truth about where they will go if they don't receive Jesus Christ into their lives. And Jesus did teach the concept of hell. So if you want to learn about how you can avoid hell, I want you to pay attention to the next segment that's coming up right now. At this point in the podcast, I want to reach out to you. And if you have never done so, if you have never entered into a saving relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to do that today. All you need to do is believe. Believe that Jesus was who he said he was. He was God in the flesh. Believe in your heart that he died for your sins and rose from the dead. Confess him as Lord. And the Bible says that you will be saved if you do that. If you truly believe in your heart that Jesus is who he said he was and that he did exactly what he said he would do for you, you will be saved. It is simply that easy. A lot of people say prayer, prayer. And that's great to confess and put your mind and your heart and everything through a process, if you will, to be able to embody what's already taken place in your heart. By simply saying, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe in my heart that you were raised from the dead. And now I confess you as Lord. Please take control of my life, and I want to follow you for the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's all you need to do, and your life will change. Your life will change, not necessarily materially, not necessarily in terms of the world, but your life will change as far as your relationship with God, and you can know for certain that you're saved. The Apostle John wrote that when he was pinning 1 John. He says, I write these things to you that you may know that you have eternal life. Not that you can hope, not that you can wonder, but that you can know. Ephesians 2 verses 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. This is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. I want to thank you so much for listening to my podcast today. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason, I have the links for the social networks that I am connected on in my bio for this podcast. I'm also available at Gmail at DisciplePOV, that's D-I-S-C-I-P-L-E-P-O-V at gmail.com. If you have anything that you would like to convey to me, such as something you agree with, something you don't, or anything else, or if you did receive the Lord Jesus Christ into your life, I'd love to hear from you today and to assist you on your new eternal journey.